This is episode 190 of the Fearless Launching Show. If my voice sounds a bit different, it's because I've got a cold when I'm recording these intros and outros. So you might hear this in the next couple of intros and episodes. Um, But I'm getting better. Don't worry about me. Today's episode, we are actually talking about a bunch of different topics, but the main one, which I think is really important, is how we can enrich our signature programs, our group coaching programs, how people really are craving a deeper and closer touch from those leading the groups. So not to say that the DIY course, the DIY product is done, but really there's an opportunity. People are looking for that higher touch program, that higher touch guidance and support. And my guest today, who's actually a website designer, she teaches creative entrepreneurs how to really position their website as this main focal point for their business is much more than just the layout and the text and the pretty pictures and the colors and your font choices. So I am excited to introduce you to her. She is a an alum, a member of my coaching program, The Message Lab. She came in, she really rocked things out. And I was so excited to get to know her. She's taught me a lot, which is what I love from and getting to know all of my students over the years is that I have learned so much. Oh my goodness. Anyway, so let's head on in. Let's talk to Megan from Crafting Creative and let's get this day started. Hi, I'm Ann Samoylov and I've helped some of the biggest online entrepreneurs and business owners have successful six and seven figure product launches. By working in the trenches offline to produce movies, TV shows, video games, I've discovered so many different ways to launch creative ideas. And the question is, do you have to copy what your guru says in order to have a successful launch? Do you have to use their done-for-you system in order to have success, in order to achieve your goals in business? I say no. This is the Fearless Launching Show featuring myself and an ongoing cast of characters, friends who join me in discussing business, launching, life, and balancing it all and having an amazing time doing it. Let's get into today's episode. Okay. All right. Well, Megan, I am so glad you joined me here today. It is uh, first thing in the morning for me, though I bet it's a little bit later for you. Um, Now, I just wanted to say before we get into your story and what you're up to these days, I wanted to let everyone, including you know, a little of the story from my perspective on how we met and just just why I'm so excited to be chatting with you today. Sound good? Yeah, that's cool. (laughs) Okay, so uh, okay, so I'm talking about you as if you're not here right now, Megan. But so so I apologize for that. But I just wanted to share that I've been watching. I feel like I've been kind of aware and watching Megan for a bit. And I'm not exactly sure why I always love digging into that. But I didn't really dig far enough yet to figure out like, why did I start watching what Megan was doing? I think I know why but I'm gonna I'm gonna like look into that because it's something just popped into my head about it. Um, But last summer, you apply, um, Megan applied to be in the beta for the message lab, which wasn't even named at that point. And I, 
I remember looking at her, your <laughs> emails, your communication. And honestly, I already, I was like, okay, um, these are really good. Like, um, I was already like very impressed with your communication, to be honest. And I just remember thinking that um, and uh, about you. But we'll get into that in a little bit about like what you're specifically even communicating about and what you're what you're doing. But I just want to say that in that initial at the end or kind of like in the fall when we finish up that beta, I just wanted to say that your feedback and your comments and just hearing what you were doing, it actually really boosted my confidence and helped me really validate and realize that, yeah, okay, I'm going forward with this. This is going to be this coaching program that I've wanted to create this more in-depth, more kind of hands-on thing. Um, so I really wanted to just thank you for that. Yeah, thank you. I think it was such a big turning point for me when you accepted me into that beta round and to go through that, it was really the push I needed at that time. Yeah. And I just, I just wanted to bring you on. Sell the, I mean, I, I've told everyone in the message lab who is going, people are going to be hearing from throughout the next, you know, months, but that my goal really is to bring you on and celebrate you, find out what you've been up to. And honestly, um, based on like our last conversation, I was thrilled to hear what you've been talking about because it's so in line with what I am but what I'm even thinking about lately so um before we get into all that I, I just wanted to like I'm, I just needed to stop and kind of just say do a little bow to you do a little thank you to you on that um but honestly I want to give you the chance to share who you are what your business is what what you do in the world sure well, first, I think we might have been introduced to each other via like Hillary Rushford. She, <laughs> yes, that's what I was She was thinking. holding a contest and I submitted a like Napoleon Dynamite dance to it. And I think that you commented about that. Yes, you are so good. Because I was thinking, I'm like, was it that? Was it that contest? That's yeah. what I literally just popped into my head when I was just saying that. So thanks for speaking that out. <laughs> Yeah, so um, I'm Megan, and I run the website craftingcreative.com, and I think a lot of people get thrown off by that. They think that I'm like a maker of some kind, or I have an Etsy shop. I don't. Um, <laughs> for me, crafting is about like honing the craft of creativity, so that's where the name came from. But I'm really about helping other creative entrepreneurs to craft their messaging and their websites in a way that stands out so they're not just like everyone else in their industry and so that they can more effortlessly attract people to them. I love it. I love it. And so what kinds of things have you been doing in terms of like, do you have, do you do coaching? Do you, do you have courses? Um, what specific types of things do you, do you offer people? Well, when I started out, I was just doing one-on-one -on -one services, primarily website design on Squarespace. And then when I went through the beta round of the message lab, I um, launched my first course. So that was kind of distilling how I research and write and design and build a sales page yeah. into a course. And that went really well. I was super surprised with how great that went. Yeah. And so from there, I thought, you know, I love this. This is great. It's a, a good price point for people. But 
I can't give them the level of support that I want to give them. I'm not able to help them one-on-one to get through it. And, and I see people dropping off and not finishing it. So I decided what I really want to do is an intimate group coaching program, sort of like what you're doing with the message lab. And so that I can give them that one-on-one attention and make sure that they are getting through it all. Yeah, I think that what you're saying is is so spot on with what I see people needing uh, because I, you know, I, I feel very fortunate because I get to see feedback surveys in various things that I've worked on throughout the year, like other people's things. And across the board, people are definitely looking for that, you know, not not to say that the course, the the program that has, you know, the modules and has, um, you know, weekly calls or support in that way or a Facebook group aren't valuable, but people really are looking for that, you know, the, the true hand-holding, the true support, the really more intensive, that feels, feels more like coaching, you know? Right. And I think a part of that also is – they want to be seen and they mm. want to feel connected to people and they don't want to be just one of 500 or 5,000 going through this program that feels very generic. They want more specific and personalized guidance. Yeah, I would have to agree. Um, now, I'm curious, how, like, what was your, how were you getting clients, let's say, before you launched your course like what 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 is how is like your approach to basically getting business I don't even like it's hard to say because like I know that working with one-on-one clients it's a different it's not like you're necessarily holding a webinar or doing a challenge to get one-on-one clients sometimes that's referrals there's lots of different things happening there but like what had to kind of shift for you to do that course first of all because I feel like that that actually sets you up you kind of then have to go back like if I'm thinking now to doing this kind of more intense group group coaching program I would think that you would have to kind of mix a little of how you kind of brought in clients when you were working one-on-one and the kind of course approach that we all kind of understand is the way that courses are launched. Do you know what I mean? You have to kind of come up with that hybrid. So I'm curious, how are you doing one-on-one and how are you bringing people into the program, the course that you created? Well, I've never been great at selling or promoting myself. I think as an introvert and a woman, it just feels inauthentic and difficult. Mm -hmm. So uh, I actually had a really hard time the first six or so months. And I only got one client. And it was just because I had been showing up very consistently and being super helpful in this online community that I was in. But then when I redesigned my website, rewrote it, being more specific about who I wanted to work with and what it was that I could do for them and following my method that I had developed for creating a website, I got, um, I think it was 12 clients within the next six months, just like they came to me. I, I didn't do anything to get them. So I don't have any good tips for promoting yourself because I've never been good at it. No, I think what you're saying is so true. And I'm curious about something that some the, the instant thing that popped up to me was just like when you start I think when you start writing out your site and I know that I might 
want to do this myself just because it's been a while since I've updated kind of like the overall copy on the website and the stuff that people look at to decide if they want to work with you or if you're someone who can help them. But did you have any fear kind of just saying, yeah, this is who I want to work with you, uh, you know, because you have to kind of, like you said, you kind of, you have to be a lot more specific than you think that you do. But did you have any fear around just kind of defining that? You know, I didn't. And I understand like why you were asking, because I notice a lot of people do seem to have that fear. Mm-hmm. They they want to offer everything for some reason, and I can't figure it out. But I knew that I wanted to work with people that I could do good work for. And I knew that that would exclude me from working with certain people like e-commerce shops yeah. or um, like local businesses. So it was easy for me to hone in because I knew this is the kind of person that I could make a transformation for. Yeah, I think that's that's really wise. And just just thinking about it, it, it kind of, you know, we're afraid to exclude maybe people because we think we're somehow kind of limiting our business. But the truth is, it's like, would you rather have someone say, yes, this person, uh, yeah, they're, they're definitely the person I want to work with or... I'm not sure they are because the I'm not sure is always go away. They're not going to take action. But the people who are like, yep, I'm in. They're right. obviously taking action already. Yeah. So. And I've seen a great example of this with Maya Elias. I don't know if you follow her. No. no. Yeah. She's uh, wonderful with content creation. And I think she used to do web design too. But she makes it super clear that I work with women of faith. And so... While I know like maybe I'm not her ideal client in that way, I can still get value from the content that she creates and her other digital products, but it makes it very clear for the people that might want to work with her one-on-one that she's perfect for them. Yeah, um, not only that, it it also helps anybody else who who is there getting value to be like, oh, I understand. This is her perspective. It's like a deeper understanding of that person's perspective. And I think that the, the kind of magic that sometimes happens is when you define who you are and like who you're who you really want to work with, other people will still want to work with you because they'll understand exactly who you are. Right. So. And this is something that came up in a group program I'm in right now. Actually, I was thinking about different people that talk to other service based businesses like me, and I could only come up with a few. And my coach said, well, you know, you can talk to other people's audiences because mm-hmm. even though this is your niche, other people might still want what you're offering. Yeah, because people, you know, obviously people and businesses, business owners see themselves in ways that you might not understand. You might not like op- understand, like someone might not see themselves at like, like you're talking about this woman, My- Maya Elliot or Elias. I don't know how to say. Elias, yeah. E-L-I-O-U-S. OUS. But let's just say someone doesn't necessarily openly or outright even think of themselves as a business owner of faith, like a, you know, faith-based business owner of any kind, but they might actually read that and be like, you know, that's actually me. I didn't mm-hmm. even really. So I feel like, you know, being really clear on who you are, what you did is um, what you did on your site is really great because it not only attracts those people who know right away who they are, but it attracts people who maybe don't really know who they are and then get that clarity. So, 
Yeah, that's a great point. That could be cool. Um, so so then you created a course and you launched that. Now, what did you do in terms of like, wh- how did you approach launching that? I mean, I know we were going through the message lab. Um, so maybe maybe there there was a lot of communication and getting clear on your messaging there again. Um, mm-hmm. But I'm curious, like what kinds of things, what, what did you do for that? Mm-hmm. Well, um, kind of shamefully, I had taken quite a few other courses about creating and launching courses. <laughs> <laughs> Don't be ashamed of that. That's great. I mean, I do. I do. I yeah. think that I think it's a good I think it's not not a bad thing. But I had gone through them and I had tried before to do a course and just completely fell flat. It didn't get any interest whatsoever. And so even though I had a very small audience last fall when I went through the beta lab, just your method, for some reason, it was like it worked when nothing else would work. And even with my list of like, I think it was 350 people in total, I got uh, 12 students that enrolled. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. It was like a 3%, over 3% conversion. And what I did was I knew that I needed to start talking to them well before I was going to launch the course. And so I wanted to show them what kind of teacher I could be because I had never offered that kind of thing before. And I decided I was going to do every week on Friday a Facebook Live with slides. So I created a slides slideshow presentation and I taught for about 15 minutes every Friday. And then I would repurpose that into a blog post. And I did that for 10 weeks leading up to my launch. That's amazing. And they were kind of sequential. So it was basically a series that would cultivate in, you know, now you should buy my course. Yeah. And so that that was the very did you have you launched that more than once that course? Oh, well, that was my big launch. Since then, what I've done is just little email launches where I open the cart for 72 hours and let people in. Oh, that's cool. So I love that. And you know what? I I feel like honestly, like if you listen to there's lots of other um, business owners now that now I, you know, like when I have time, I, I start to binge on podcasts and some of my favorite entrepreneurs and I'm hearing the same thing. Give yourself that long runway to really Mm -hmm. connect with the audience. And sometimes people are using, you know, some people are using case studies and stories if they have them. But if you are starting out with a course and you don't really have that big of an audience or that and your goal really is just to engage who you do have listening. I mean, these are great doing and I think there's that added value. Like, I didn't know you put, did you do like a different slide deck every single week? I did. And you know, a lot of people say, don't teach the how, teach the what and the why. But I wanted to make it valuable for people. I wanted them to be able to come and leave with something that they could do. So I was teaching a lot of the how. I was giving supplemental materials for free as well if they signed up. So I really wanted it to be of value for them. And I think seeing how much I put into that, made people trust that if they enrolled in this course, they would get even more. Well, I mean, the great thing now, which I don't know if you run Facebook ads, but you know that the the custom audiences that you can create based on those videos, those are like, you can, they go back forever. So you can still make audiences out of those. I'm just learning that now because I'm, I'm working with someone on Facebook um, ad stuff, but I didn't know that, that, I mean, 
if you were to set up an audience for, let's say, your website, it's not going to go back in history, really, um, mm-hmm. forever, um, or even a year, let's say, 365 days, but the video custom audiences do. So. That's very cool. You know, the weird thing is, when I was looking at my stats, it seemed like I wasn't getting a lot of engagement with them. Like, people wouldn't show up and ask questions, didn't look like they had a lot of views. But somehow that whole process of creating that and repurposing it every week, it worked. Yeah, I love that. I love that so much. Um, And then did you do like, how did you open? did, Did you basically just do Facebook lives then and emails? Or did you do anything else to let people know? Like once things were open, what did you what were you sharing with them? Yeah, well, first mistake that were I to launch like this again, I would start hinting that something was coming for sale. I didn't do that. So I just kind of like the day cart opened, I was like, oh, by the way, I have this thing and it's open now. (laughs) So (laughs) people weren't expecting that at all. And I just left the cart open for one week. I started with an early bird period where they could pre-order for half off. And that's when I got most of the people in. And I just did two Facebook Lives about it. I sent out a series of four emails Mm -hmm. and I did some Instagram stories. I love it. I love it. I mean, what would you do differently now? Do you think? I'm just well, curious. I would, would you do what would what would you add to it, or what would you not do again? I think if I were to do it again, um, I would probably shorten the series because ten weeks is a long time for people to hang on for like doing this whole process. Mm-hmm. I would definitely let them know a few weeks before cart opened that. I have something coming. So while maybe they're really enjoying this content, I have something that's going to help them even more and to be prepared for that. So they're on the lookout. And then just send one more email, do one more Facebook live. Like even if you think you're being annoying and you're doing too much, just do one more. That's what I would do. I love the, the doing one more. Like if you're, you're like, yeah, I already sent emails on my closing day. How about just one more? Um, Can you just do one more story? Can you do one more post on on Facebook or wherever? If you like kind of use that across the board, I feel like when you're marketing anything, it's always a good idea because we're always kind of cutting ourselves short from from someone who maybe didn't even see any of the messages leading up to that. Right. So, okay. So I, I love all this and I think... I think that one thing that you said here that really kind of captures everything, but I got to tell you, it's not, it wasn't my method of, of like launching or something that got you this, this great result. It was you kind of like figuring out your own method, really, because you already, I feel like. Do you know what I mean? Like, I, I always want to kind of point that back to you because I know that this is when it works is when you do figure it out. You're like, yeah, I did 10 weeks of a thing. Maybe I won't do that again. But that really helped. Like I didn't specifically say, okay, you must do 10 weeks of Facebook lives, you know, so I I think that using your intuition is the way to go. And that it's really, we're, we're setting ourselves up for, you know, potential success if we follow someone else's blueprint and, and checklist and going to do this, I'm going to do it exactly the way they told me to. But sometimes I mean, I just find that there's so much heartache that I've seen from people who followed somebody else's 
thing. Yeah. No, you that's know? such an important distinction because you weren't giving us a blueprint or a formula. You yeah. didn't tell us to X number of weeks or send out this many emails. You didn't even tell me to do Facebook Lives. I, I didn't. I mean, I was trying to get everybody to do video for sure. Yeah. And that, that I think is important. But... Um, and I definitely talk about interactive elements of of the launch so that so that people can be there and you know whether it's a webinar or a Facebook live or whatever whatever it is you're doing but yeah right I love the way that you structured it in that it was like guided but also very individual and I feel like that gave me the permission to do things in a way that I thought I wasn't allowed to do or wasn't supposed to do if I wanted it to be successful. Yeah, I'm just I'm just thrilled that 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 all happened. And I think it also just I think for anybody who's thinking about doing Facebook lives in general, or any sort of live thing, like someone might think, Oh, I'm going to do um, just a couple Facebook lives during my launch. I think the only honestly, the only way for those to during the launch to work is if you have gotten your audience used to showing up to lives before that. So 10 weeks is plenty of time to get people to know that you're there. And and I think now in the future, you've got these, I don't know if you took them down from your page or or if you left a few of them up, but it's, it's just like when you launch a podcast, you don't want to just launch one, you want to launch several so that if people do catch it, they can go back and watch the others get to know you a little bit more. And the more that the time they spend with you, even if they're not fully live, the the better that your results are going to be. Um, right. So no I matter, actually did yeah. take most of them down and put it into a little $7 mini course that I sell now. That's awesome. No, I mean, I think that is great. So now leading up to the launch, you might end up doing maybe like four instead of like 10 or maybe seven. I don't know like what your number would be, but um, mm -hmm. I think that's also smart. But really what I, now you're going, you're, I don't know if you've already created this more group program, this more um, group coaching kind of experience. But mm -hmm. I'm curious what you're thinking now, like how, how are you preparing for this? Or have you already done a beta of that? I haven't yet, but I have the curriculum mapped out. And it's essentially following the steps that I have in the free website checklist that I advertise on my site. Great. And it's going to be a 12 week group program for I'm thinking 12 women and it's really going to start with their brand strategy, because I think when people are starting to DIY their sites, that part gets overlooked and they just jump into the tactics of setting yeah. up my WordPress, um, getting my sales page. So I want to start there and then walk them through the copywriting, connecting with their ideal audience, and then how to design and build their pages for maximum impact. I love it. I love it. And then I think that also that gives you, I mean just looking at that experience, it, it, it looks like you could, you know, that way you can head off any problems, like someone might be jumping into something, something, and it doesn't feel right, they're not sure why no one's, I don't know, paying attention. And then you can always go back to those foundational things, you know, the brand strategy, the ideal cust the ideal audience, the ideal person who's going to be landing there. And I feel like that, that's really good. Because I feel like even, even though it's harped on in, in lots of different courses, people still do have a tough time talking to their talking to creating for communicating to whoever they're considering their ideal customer. 
That's so true. And I feel like I can say this because I have taken like 300 courses, <laughs> but most people don't do a good job of teaching how to understand your ideal client. They recommend doing this weird avatar thing, which is just based on a figment of your imagination. So I teach a very practical way to do it. Yeah, I mean, and I completely agree. I feel like that is a great starting point, but you always have to talk to real people. You always yeah. do. And I think that um, it's unfortunate because I think that this whole online space, it gets people kind of messed up about what it takes to really connect with people and that you think that you can just like kind of you kind of ins like I don't know you it's like you put a glass wall in between yourself and someone else and all of a sudden you think that you can just sit in your basement or in your bedroom and do your business without talking to anyone and and yet you're probably craving some more personal interaction which is which is why which is really what brought us here to this conversation because I think that Everyone is seeking that. Everyone is seeking just a little bit more, just a little bit more like connection. Um, yes. Yeah, yeah, that's brilliant. I love the way that you said that because it's so true that we start out by thinking, oh, we can just plug in this formula and do these things behind the scenes and not talk to anyone. And then we start to feel starved for that connection. And that's when we look for these more intimate group programs. Yeah. And of course, we because we're if we're starved for connection, other people are too. So then that, I mean, that that whole act of understanding your ideal customer, it ha I mean, it's going to fuel you too. So I feel like why are more people doing that? Um, right. But so talk to talk to me like what's because I know you're talking a lot right now about this about the kind of shift for for many people from this more self paced the signature programs to more intimate experiences, um, maybe offline, maybe online. Right. Yeah, this is just a, one of the trends that I've been noticing in the online world where I think it was first you when I took the message lab with you and then I took another program that was a very similar structure and I just realized, wow, with these past two programs, I've done more for my business than I ever had in the 300 other DIY courses I took. So I feel like this is really the next step in between DIY and hiring someone one-on-one. -on -one. And I feel like this is where people are going to start going to when they're looking for guidance and support. Yeah, I agree. And I think that, I, I mean, as much as uh, this is kind of something from myself, like I see people, I'm witnessing and I'm drawn to watching people going to these you know, big mastermind meetings, you know, they're, they're like the, the, the pricier masterminds, the ones that are 10, 15, 20, or even more a year to be part of. And I think there's got to be a middle ground where people can get that interaction, really get the understanding of how important it is to move your kind of business forward and to move even anything that you want to move forward forward you cannot do it alone there's only so much you can it's just like it's just like anything you want to learn you can only learn so much by yourself right and as a creative just having another set of eyes on the work that you're doing is so helpful even for me so I, I think having that one-on-one -on -one feedback is really important yeah, I mean, I definitely noticed uh, this this last round of the message lab was 
felt more intense for me than even the first one because we were on three times a week in Zoom or on Facebook Live. Um, I sometimes created just Facebook Lives because it got so intense. It got so kind of like they, like it's like we were all in a house together in a retreat, even though we weren't. We were all in our separate places, but we were on for a couple hours at a time um, every time. And But at the same time, I feel like I can really see some growth in people when when I have that kind of interaction with them. Um, because you just don't know how, what environment people are like pressing play on their videos or if they can even, if they're even logging into a site and learning what you've put together in like video training. So right. I love that. Um, so I like that you are creating a curriculum. And honestly, I have... I was going to be creating one for the message lab, but I, I wanted to just create more of like just a basic framework because I felt like, like people were in different places and there was like yeah. the opportunity to just have it be, feel more like a mastermind than anything. Mm -hmm. So I, but I do like having that framework of here's what we're going to go through in the next, you know, 12 weeks or 10 weeks or whatever. I think that that makes it easier for people because like Kat was saying in our group yeah. that we really want that. This is your 10 step framework. You just have to do X, Y, and Z to get there. And mm -hmm. it feels more challenging and uncomfortable to do it with just like a guided loose framework. But yeah, it, the results are so much better that way. I think. Yeah, I definitely, I definitely agree. So, okay. So tell us now more about the group that you're putting together. So what are, what's, what's, what are you hoping? Like what kind of, first of all, what kind of people are you really hoping are going to be in this group? Yeah, great question. So I want to work with women who do services online. So copywriters, other graphic designers, coaches, business coaches, life coaches, VAs, and probably they've already been in business for about a year. It doesn't have to be full time, but just long enough that they've worked with clients and they understand what they're good at doing. And then they would have DIY'd their site or hired someone or bought a template, but they're not really happy with the results. Mm. And that's amazing. And are there, are they, so they're clearly aware of the issue. They're, they're clearly aware, aware of the problem. Um, mm. And are you going to be taking – are they going to apply to be part of this? Yeah, it would have to be application only because I need to cap it at 12 people for this first time at least yeah. so that I can make sure that I can coach them through the transformation that I want them to have. Otherwise, yeah. you know, it's not going to be worth it for them or me. So I want to make sure they get that really stellar result. Yeah, I I love the application process. I feel like you can learn so much. Um, I think I even talked about this on, I have like a couple episodes that I did about the beta kind of launch thing. But I do believe that the application process really helps you hear what the problem is, what they're struggling with, why they think they're right. They get to sell themselves a bit. Mm -hmm. you know, and you get to hear their voice. And, and I think that when you're first putting a group together, you want to make sure that you can get them res their that transformation. And if right. you, you truly hear someone, you're like, 
oh, I'm already get, I, I'm, I'm ready to give this person. You like, you get so excited, even more excited as like the group leader. And, um, so I, I, I love doing the applications. Um, so you said that the curriculum then, I'm like grilling you on like the layout of the program here. I'm like, okay, who can I, who can I tell about this? Um, is going to follow your download. You said you have a download on your site? Yeah. Well, I also stood up a separate URL for it. It's elevatewebsite.com. Perfect. So people can actually just get that now. Yeah, anytime. Okay. So you heard that, elevatewebsite.com, go get that. Um, <laughs> and then what else? What else should someone do? Actually, what else should someone do if they are curious about, I guess, just improving their website and if maybe you might be the right person for them to learn from and, you know, to get that guidance? Sure. Well, I am doing a summer website series right now. It's sort of an informal office hours, but I'm also teaching a 10 to 15 minute lesson on a specific theme at the beginning and then opening it up for questions. And so far, I've just held one. It was really small. People met on Zoom and it was a lot of fun. Oh, that's great. And are you going to so you're going to have those on Zoom? Is it also going to be on Facebook Live at all? Or is this, are these just going to be, are these really going to be in like the, the kind of similar container that you might have your coach, the, the program in? Exactly. I wanted to host it in that container so people get familiarity with it. Yeah. So then it's not a big transition if they go for the group program. I love that. I love that. I mean, I do think that you'll, you, it's, I think that you mentioned that you probably will still do, you know, Facebook Lives when you actually you know, yes. start opening uh, applications and everything. But I think giving people that experience once you get into like, I didn't even know about zoom before the message lab, but now I'm obsessed with it because I just mm -hmm. think it's so powerful to be face to face with people. If you want, you don't have to be on video. And I just I just think it's really powerful. So that's great. Yeah. And how do they find out about the website series? What, what do they need to do for that? Oh, that's craftingcreative.com slash summer. And if people sign up anytime before July 31st, I'll give them all of the lessons in a course dashboard for free. After oh. that, I'm going to put a price tag on it. But for now, totally free. Oh, awesome. Awesome. Well, you know what, Megan, I am so glad that we made time for this because I feel like you've given me a lot to think about in terms of that group experience, maybe tightening up the, the framework that, that honestly, I already have there, but making that more of like an anchor, someone can something someone, and everyone who's in that message lab in the future can really kind of look to even, mm -hmm. even as we're doing our more coaching, mastermind in person stuff. So I, I so appreciate that. Um, also, just a shout out to one of your freebies that yeah. I think is amazing. It was that, um, I think it was like eight, six or eight things you should do when you're launching and, and not getting good results. Oh, yes. Yes. That's incredible. I think you should share that with everyone again. Oh, that the the launch recovery or something like that? Yeah, recovery maybe that's strategies. what it was called. Yeah. I, you know what is, it really is silly. I don't even have a landing page for that. Okay. Oh. It's just a lead <laughs> box on a post. So I will, I'm going to link to that post. It's called turnaround. 
I think it's ansonmoylove.com slash turnaround dash your launch or something. But I will post it in the show notes, which are likely, I don't know what they're going to be at just yet, but I'll make sure that I put them in the show notes. Um, and that that was actually uh, inspired by all of you guys in the the beta group, the initial beta oh. group. I, I remember creating that while we were we were going through the beta. So that was inspired by that. Very cool. Well, I love it because so you've got a lot of stuff happening this summer. So for everyone who's, you know, you know, July, we, we were talking about this, I didn't really dig into this too much. But June and July is really summer, most people are off or have that mentality that they're a little bit in summer vacation mode. So, you know, why don't why don't you just head over to craftingcreative.com forward slash summer and sign up for Megan's summer website series. I think that it's a great kind of thing to push forward when you're not really in the mood to do any business. Um, so yeah, and, and just leave us a comment below the show notes if you have any questions for Megan. Of course, we'll have all of her links in the show notes and yeah i can't wait to hear more about what happens uh after this summer yeah thank you thank you so much for having me on and for letting me be a part of your beta that was really transformational for me so i really appreciate it uh it was transformational for me too so thank you for being part of that i so appreciate that and i'm excited for people to get to know you so make sure to go check megan out okay guys um thanks again megan and i'm sure we'll talk very soon Thanks so much for listening to today's episode. If you want to read the show notes and you're not already on the blog, head over to ansomorelove.com forward slash 190 and you can connect with Megan over at craftingcreative.com as well as Crafting Creative over on Facebook and make sure to sign up for her summer website series, which is summerwebsiteseries.com or you can probably find that over on her Facebook page. She's going to be doing a series of live Facebook lives to really kind of spend the summer in improvement mode, which I think is such a great place for most of us who are struggling to balance, you know, if you have a family or if you've got lots of different things happening or you got vacations and all this, head over there, check out Megan. If you enjoyed today's episode or you want to hear something else, make sure to message me. Let me know. Just say, hey, Ann, I love this. Can you also feature someone who does this? Because I'm always looking for that input from you. I'm always looking for that feedback. And hey, if you want to pitch yourself, go for it and do that. Um, maybe you'll be a guest on the show soon. All right. Thanks so much for listening. Have a great rest of your week and I'll talk to you soon.